Welcome to Dead Teen House Party, an MTV Scream rewatch podcast. I am Marn, your host. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me at Corpse Survivors on Twitter. And joining me in the studio today is Jacqueline. Uh, hi, I'm Jacqueline, she, her, you, uh, I also, I, I'm here, and I uh, am on Tumblr Swampert, which is one place you can find me. If you find me more places, well, good for you. Joining me as well in the studio today is my co-host, Nessa. Hey, I'm Nessa, she, her, L-O-C-H-N-E-A-S-S-A, Loch Nessa, pretty much everywhere. Excited to be here. And joining me as well in the studio is my third co-host, Emma. Hi, I'm Emma, any pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at EmmaSCA. And we are here to talk about season two episodes five and six of scream and oh boy these were some episodes (laughs) yeah a lot of episode so much episode this is like season two episode five is like the episode that i think about when i think about the show like it is where my brain goes instantly and i don't know why (laughs) it makes sense to me yeah so much happens in the episode for every single different plot line and the fact that it's a bottle episode too like everything is inside the school and inside like two rooms in the school basically yeah they really like yeah we'll we'll get into it um but i was thinking about this earlier season two episode five is like it almost happens in real time basically like I was I was thinking of this while I was editing uh our last episode cuz we talked a lot about how like the pacing feels a lot tighter in this season and like how they very often start every episode like exactly where the last one left off whereas in season 1 they kind of didn't and they had like the weird flashbacks and like dream sequences And I feel like this is a really good example of that because this episode starts basically exactly where episode four left off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the example. Like, the only way it'd be better is if it just, like, cut to, like, Brooke and then, like, panned out to see the, like, audience reaction and then cut back to Brooke. But, like, that would be, that'd be a lot for actors to, like, do. I was, like, almost certain that it did before I I watched these. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I, like, I like how they did it a lot better, I think. Yeah. My absolute favorite thing, though, if we can talk about it, is uh-huh. that um, we see all the parents are outside freaking out, yada, yada, yada. Who gives a shit? The cops pull up, uh, and who steps out but Sheriff um, Acosta in some tight blue jeans. <laughs> I, I just have in my notes, hashtag casual Friday. Oh my god. <laughs> I also love that when we get, like, that first sequence of all the kids being, like, scattered into each room, you can see behind Mrs. Lang all the, like, school election posters. And they're all so cheesy. Like, there's one that's like, I mustache you to <laughs> to vote for Alex or something like that and has a mustache. <gasps> I didn't notice oh that. Yeah. They're That's really, so funny. They're really bad, but in like such a believable way. Oh my God. That rules. So yeah, this, uh, this episode begins like in the immediate aftermath of, uh, of episode four. Uh, and, and there is a school lockdown. Uh, the parents are all outside 
trying to like get into their children. Um, the the cops aren't letting them. They're trying to account for all of the students. They say in this scene that they are taking this like all of the students are supposed to go to the gym and then later they're in like the library. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I think it's only the people who are supposed to be talking to the cops who are in the library. Like these are all people either tangentially related to Jake or who maybe attacked somebody in a movie theater a few weeks ago. <laughs> Spoilers. That was also my thought once like they they come like back to them in the library because uh, initially I was like, well, wait a second. Like, they, they make a big point of saying that all the students are going to the gym. But I guess that's not true. But yeah, my, my thought was it was, like, only the kids who are supposed to, like, go and get questioned are in. It's, so it's it's definitely a school library. They call it, like, the learning center when they're talking about it. But it's, it's basically a school library. Um, and Miss Lang, the psych teacher, agrees to take Audrey and Emma, like, off to see Brooke, um, because they're like, we have, like, we have to go be with her, like, she's our friend. Um, and Haley, the, the girl who attacked Audrey all the way back in episode one, is, like, really snotty about it, and is like, well, why did they get special privileges, blah, blah, blah. This is... I didn't recognize recognize her at first. Uh, I was I was too distracted by what was maybe the worst line read I've ever heard on Yeah. On do the rules just not apply to them. Just like yeah. <laughs> do yeah. another yeah. take. No, Jacqueline, you are very correct because I wrote in my notes I didn't recognize her. I wrote British question mark brunette <laughs> girl makes a comment. <laughs> I this entire episode i just wanted Haley to shut up yeah. she's so yeah. rude and annoying yeah it almost feels like she exists because they like wanted there to be a new mean girl character yeah but she's like not interesting she just like exists to insult the main characters yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. does someone need to be blonde to slay on this show like <laughs> no because audrey slays <laughs> Audrey slays, but Audrey slays in, you know, uh, like an acceptable, you know, TV butch brunette way. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, Piper I was slaying in a sense last season. But <laughs> 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 um, Jacqueline. I'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> um, and, and so Audrey and Emma get to go see Brooke, uh, who is standing like exactly in the same place on the stage because Maggie is taking crime scene photos of her. Um, this is a great Brooke episode, by the way. Yeah, it's it is. Such yes. a good Brooke episode. Her actress is like going they... like 150% the whole time. Yeah. I think while I was watching this, I like messaged our group chat. I was like, holy shit, like Brooke's actress is like acting the hell out of these episodes. Yeah. She's like so good in them. Um, She's and fantastic. So Brooke... And so Brooke is like still covered in blood. Um, Maggie is taking photos of of her. Audrey and Emma like show up to try and like talk to her and help her. Um, but one of the cops comes to try and grab them for questioning. Um, and they're like, no, 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 we got to stay with Brooke. Um, Audrey gets to stay while Emma goes off to be questioned. Um, Brooke does not want to be left alone. So uh, the cop is, is like, fine, I'll take Emma. Like Audrey, you can stay. Uh, Brooke is just like absolutely losing it. 
for good reason. And yeah. as Emma is like being walked to be questioned by Acosta, she sees Noah being questioned. Um, and he's talking about like how he and Jake weren't really friends, but like it, like their whole friend group kind of bonded because of the Piper stuff that was going on. And he's like, yeah, like we all kind of got used to people dying around us, like, but it sucks, like it's awful. And he tells Acosta like b- nobody's seen Jake all week like they haven't seen him in five days and they thought because of Brooke that he was just like being a pain in the ass because they broke up but Noah also thinks that Piper's accomplice is finishing the job now that Emma has come home from uh her psych treatment um and so Emma is taken to the like learning center library area to like wait her turn to be questioned. Um, and all of the other plot important teens are here, basically. Mm-hmm. Like Stavo is here, Eli is here, Zoe is here, Kieran also notably is here. Uh Emma goes and, and finds him and talks to him and and has like a breakdown, and Kieran apologizes to her and is like, well, I shouldn't like I shouldn't have doubted you about the killer, obviously. Um, and, and they make up. <laughs> Um, God, imagine being Kieran and like the night before you were like, well, I don't think that you really saw a guy with a knife in the woods. (laughs) My God. And like not even 24 hours later, this happens. Yeah. Also, all the other students are such dicks. Yeah. To the main trio. Everyone's just like, or like the main group, they're all just kind of like glaring at them and saying mean things and whispering. And I'm like, y'all, like, you know what these people went through. Like, I don't. Yeah. You know what I know? Why are you being mean? What about the two? What about those people who died at the fucking Brook party? Like, yeah. Was, was. Was push-up guy and Jake's replacement, Brooke, was none of you friends with either of them? Maybe that's why Haley's so mad. Maybe she was dating Grayson or whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grayson is her type. he's He's just a shorter version of her current boyfriend. God. But yeah, like, everyone is just, like, being a huge bitch to Emma for no reason. Yeah. If it was realistic, they'd be terrified. They'd just all be backing up like everyone who gets within five feet of her dies. Yeah. And so so then we get this, like, really excellent scene of Audrey and Brooke in the showers at, at the <laughs> school. And Audrey is, like, standing outside talking to Brooke as she's, like, showering the blood off of her. And Audrey obviously feels terrible because she saw Jake's body um, and she like literally says out loud like I should have told someone but Brooke doesn't hear her and Brooke is just like having the worst day of her life she is just like living a fucking nightmare Um, she comes out of the shower and is like well I was just texting Jake like yesterday and he said that he would see me today and that's really spooky And she shows Audrey the text and Audrey obviously knows that Jake was dead yesterday and is like, I don't think that these texts came from Jake. Yeah. And Brooke's like, what? Yeah. It's not like like anyone we know recently has been texting while they were dead. Mm-hmm. I guess the trauma is clouding her senses. Yeah, it yeah. was like a little bit crazy to me that like this could possibly come as a shock to Brooke, yeah. but like I get it a little bit. Like she is definitely in shock. Yeah. I, I and... can't believe the clothes they give her. 
<laughs> yes. A fucking yeah. cheerleader uh, th- uniform. That was clearly made for a middle schooler. Like, it's so little. Yeah, so when she comes out of the shower, she's like, okay, so I'm not getting my clothes back, obviously. So, like, what did they, like, what did they find for me to wear? And, like, all the cops could find, apparently, was a, like, school cheerleader uniform. Where is the box of gross, loose shorts that the fucking gym coach makes people put on when they forget gym clothes? That's what I was thinking. Honestly, yeah. Like, they couldn't find a regular gym uniform for her. It's very, it's very pulpy, right? It's very like pulpy horror movie, but also like, yeah, mm-hmm. like surely, surely there is box of clothes somewhere. And we, we all would have been fine with it if they were like, okay, they found one really gross pair of shorts that we all wear when we forget our gym clothes. No shirt, because there's never a shirt. Uh, and, and, or cheerleading outfit. And Brooke was like, choosing between the two and was like, fine, cheerleading outfit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yes. I feel like it's a, it's intentionally supposed to read as, like, being kind of gross because, like, everything the cops do in this episode reads as kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. True. And it's very purposeful. It's um, yucky. You know, we, we, you know what we don't appreciate horror for enough, except for a, a few, is reminding us that cops are useless. So true. God, yeah. yeah. Honestly... I'm surprised more often or not that, do you remember that one scene in the bowling alley where that cop almost shoots Noah to death? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's spooked. There should be more ones where the cops show up on the scene and it's just like the final girl's like, I made it. And the cop's just like, Psh! no, you didn't. I, I, yeah, check out Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah. This is, this is the, proto, the proto. Uh, God, no, you're right. Cops are bad. <laughs> So true. All cops are bad. That's what that stands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A cab. And and so yeah, so Brooke has to change into this like skimpy cheerleader uniform. Um, Audrey takes Brooke's phone and like secretly texts the killer, "You're going straight to hell" in all caps, which we'll put a pin in because that will be important in like a minute. We go back. Audrey comes out as Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) by catholic and the virgin mary god (laughs) noah comes in zoe is like avoiding like looking at or talking to him because they they like had their weird relationship talk in the morning noah and emma have a, a really good moment which they they hug each other and i liked that for them just like a genuine like very emotional hug um and then eli is like hey what did the cops ask you and noah's like oh just like usual stuff like they wanted to know about like the murders and whatever and emma's phone starts going off um and she like goes back into like a corner of the room to check it and she finds that it is in fact not her phone uh she has jake's phone that someone has put in her bag and she knows this because Jake has written on the back in Sharpie, just on the phone, not on the case, mm-hmm. property of the Jake. <laughs> I like how Jake even was after a character. death, he is devolving more and more into guy who says his own name. Yeah. <laughs> a posthumous guy who says his own name. I swear to God, we're gonna go to the get to the funeral, and the like. The fucking tombstone is gonna say the Jake on it. Oh my I, God. Hope so. I hope so. 
Ness and I were talking earlier about how Jake makes so much more sense as a character if you just like assume that he has siblings. That that does make sense to me. He's rich, but he has a Samsung. He writes his name on his phone in Sharpie. His parents are gone and are like dealing with something else all the time. Uh, he's kind of chi- he's like weirdly childish. So he's got like younger siblings who are like eight to ten years younger than him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a bunch of them, because you know there has to be a lot to be like, stop stealing my phone. He reminds Which me of a friend of mine, realize? and that lines up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to your friend. <laughs> it did make me realize though that like. None of the characters on the show have siblings, except for Emma, who has a very plot important one. <laughs> I wonder if that's why. Like, if there were t- if there were more siblings, people would just be like, "Oh, that's the killer." <laughs> I don't know. Like, the only character who has like a relative that's their age is Kieran, and who has well, Eli. To be fair, Brandon James does have a sibling, as we know. <laughs> that, okay, that that is true, actually. Yeah, even like. I mean, technically, I guess Maggie has siblings, right? Because I feel like Emma's mentioned, like, an uncle or something, right? Maybe? Everyone in this town. Maybe? Maybe not. I guess everyone is just, no one has siblings except for Kieran's family. Yeah, and, like, they make a point when Will dies to call him an only child. The town puts a hex on everyone's genitals. (laughs) Weird bit of world building there, yeah. Maybe Also, does Noah just not have parents? (laughs) No. no, yeah, you Where never are Noah's, see parents? Noah's parents. Like ever, people, I'm pretty sure. People literally just come and go into his room all the time, and it's never like your mom let me in. It's like Noah's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to lock the door. I'm like, what? Maybe he's... I mean, later we see him. Where are you? Go, Jack. Go ahead. But later we see him working. He stayed up all night working on his murder board, and he's just eating a Papa John's pizza. So I clearly maybe he doesn't have parents because he's. No one's telling him to go to bed, and he's just ordering bad pizza. I think he spawned from the game shop. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's allowed to be there all the time. Yeah. He grew inside the game shop's head, and then to get him out, they struck the game shop in the head, and Noah leaped out fully formed. (laughs) He's like Pinocchio. He was an anime figurine come to life. (laughs) My fucking god. I am. That's like... why he loves those two so much. Those are his sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I am like ninety percent sure that you never see his parents. Like that's so Audrey. Funny. At least like we know that she has parents. Her mom is just like perpetually out of town, and her dad only appears in one episode. <laughs> Yep. He's he's busy working as like a lawyer or something to pay for all those cancer treatments. Yeah, but exactly. at least he's there. Yeah, at least he's there. Um yeah. But yeah, so so Emma finds this uh this phone in her bag and like is freaking out while like everyone else is like talking about like their theories on like oh like who could be the killer this time like why do you think that they're doing this whatever um and she kind of like pulls Kieran out of that conversation and is like hey I found Jake's phone in my bag like only the killer could have had this and like put it here I'm freaking out like I don't know when I got this um and we see uh, Audrey come back because she's like 
Brooke has gone somewhere else. We don't know where yet. Um, so Audrey comes back into the learning center. Um, and as Haley is being taken aside for questioning and being very indignant about it, um, Kieran pulls Audrey aside to be with him and Emma in like their little crisis corner. Um, <laughs> and they ask about Brooke and Audrey's like, oh yeah, like she's like, they're keeping her by herself like because they don't want her like being mixed in with the rest of the students um and they tell her about jake's phone and audrey's like okay we can't tell the cops about this because that would be bad for you which is the right thing to do because the cops have already proven themselves to not take this shit seriously yeah even even when a when a student who has been missing for five days, who they were not looking for, granted nobody like really reported him missing, but also she, they weren't reported missing because literally the sheriff talked the girl who wanted to report him missing out of making a missing persons report, uh, like what like two three days ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but even when hi- when his body falls from the ceiling and blood goes all over a beauty pageant, the cops are like, "Ah, uh, you kids, you're crazy." Yeah. Yeah, um, like, something's and, a something's afoot. And like they knew Jake was missing because the mayor asked about it too. The mayor was like, "Keep an eye out for Jake Fitzgerald. He's ignoring me and avoiding me." And they just did not. And they're like, "Fine." Yeah, they were like, "Fine. I'll I'll start to do my job now." Yeah, Acosta like went to Jake's house and knocked on the door and was like, "Well, I guess he's not there. That's enough investigative work for today." <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 he also briefly talked to that secretary who was like, yeah, "Yeah, he's skipping. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't even like try to find Jake's car, which was not at his house. Yeah. Which was definitely still at that abandoned barn or wherever he left it. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like the killer would have taken care of it. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's an interesting point. Yeah. Also... And then right after that, we cut to um, Brooke walking down the hallway looking like a drowned cat. Yeah. So, um, yes. So we get, before that, we get like a very brief scene showing like some of the uh, like parental guardians who we actually know. Um, Eli's mom and Kieran's aunt is there and she's like, hey, let me in to see my kids. Um, And they don't let her in. But the mayor shows up um, and like obviously knows all of the cops in in the town and and whatever it was like hey like how are you doing how are your kids and they're obviously like okay go ahead and like go get your daughter um and yes we see brooke like walking down the hallway she's like wet from the shower um she's just having a terrible time um and the the psych teacher miss lang approaches her and is like hey if you want to talk like you can talk to me Um, And Brooke turns her down and then the mayor comes and gets her in like the classroom that they've put her in. Um, And they also have their like reunion hug moment. Um, And Emma and Audrey and Kieran are still discussing the phone situation. Uh, Emma wants to actually give the phone over to the sheriff because she's like, well... Like, the last time I, like, we didn't tell the cops anything and, like, they weren't able to help us. So, like, I I want to, like, give this up so that I don't look suspicious and they, like, have evidence that they can work on. Um, and Audrey is like, no, like, you are obviously being played. The killer wanted you to find Jake's phone in your bag. Like, they are fucking with you. 
they're like trying to control what all of us are doing and like play games with our lives um and emma is just like freaking out and like finally kind of having her meltdown that she's been staving off for several episodes um and emma and audrey hug and they have like a nice little moment hell yeah and noah goes over to confront zoe about ignoring him um and Zoe's like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I was avoiding having a conversation with you. But I would actually really like it if you would let me keep ignoring you. <laughs> and and Noah so like, is like, okay, and leaves. <laughs> Which, like, as you should like, if someone's okay, like, don't. Yeah. And, and then she's like, wait, like, if you actually need to talk, like, it's probably healthier for me to not just, like, be ignoring you this whole time. And, like, if you need to talk, you can talk to me. Um, and Noah's like, okay, let me, like, info dump all of my theories right now about the killer on you. <laughs> Um, and, like, takes this as an invitation to monologue, basically. Um, and he's, like, I think, like, this public body drop was, like, an announcement and, like, a coming out party for the killer. And, like, now we're at, like, the end of Act 1 of this slasher movie and everyone is, like, becoming a target. And, like, they wanted that to be really public so that we would know. Um, and Zoe is, like, (laughs) have you ever thought that, like, the way that you talk about murder is like you turning your feelings about mortality and your friends dying into a puzzle that you can solve without actually dealing with your trauma. <laughs> oh, she's right, though. The yeah. thing is, she's yes. right. And Noah realizes that she's right. I actually... It's interesting because this is the first, like, public murder for this killer right and mm-hmm, it's not really yeah. gone into in these episodes why so why why do we think the body has finally dropped as it were like what that is an interesting question yeah i didn't think about that yeah there's gotta be i get i guess the question is were they waiting for the pageant so that they could be very dramatic about it <laughs> probably yes first of all this killer seems to like they seem to like They have a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. It seems like they really like between making Eddie come up with the wine bottle and the cork just so that they can murder him with the plastic everywhere. Like this killer vibes with being a killer and wants to recreate those horror movie moments. Oh, yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like between the reveal and between like post party making it clear that the cops don't believe Emma, it's mm-hmm. like the perfect moment to be like, aha, surprise. Yeah. I feel like this kind of goes back to what I was saying last week of like a lot of the kills in this season feel a lot more like personal on like a much deeper level because. In the first season, it was really just Piper being like, I want to, like, take Emma's, like, family away from her and, like, unveil all of these, like, secrets and, like, lies that her mom has been telling. And, like, killing her friends is just, like, a cool bonus to me. But, like, in this case, it it feels like the killer is, like, I actually have beef with, like, the people who survived Piper's, like, murder spree, and I am going to, like, psychologically torment them 
like as hard as I can because like you have the whole like Audrey thing going on with like they they're like threatening to expose her letters unless she works with them and like they're gaslighting Emma and now they've like traumatized Brooke by killing her boyfriend and dumping the body right in front of her they killed Jake because Jake was the only one they couldn't psychologically torture (laughs) so true exactly you know I bet they also did the reveal the very next day because the cops were probably about to start looking for Jake because they know that the laced tequila bottle was labeled as being from Jake. That makes sense. The cops were probably like, we got to find this kid that just drugged a whole party. Surprise. (laughs) You found him. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like realistically they could have only held on to that body for as long as they did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was probably smelling real weird at a certain point. It's not like Tyler's (laughs) head. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. By the way. So very quickly, when Brooke is walking down the hallway, we see Haley, that bitch from earlier, makes a comment that's like, oh, my God, look at her. Um, Which like, what? How do you want her to look like? Super (laughs) jazzed. Sorry, she's in a little cheerleader outfit and flip flops. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. And then later, um, when Emma's, Emma, I think Emma and Audrey show up in the room, um, Haley's like, why are we all here? Like, what's going on? And I I think it's Kieran. Somebody says, like, just chill out. The cops need to talk to us about Jake. And, um, Haley freaks the fuck out and, like, yells at Audrey and is like, "What what did the cops ask you? And Audrey gets to have this very smug, like, I actually haven't been interviewed yet. Like, come back. Uh, yeah, and Haley just looks hella suspicious for, like, 30, 45 seconds, and I just wanted to note that. Good. I don't like Haley. She's just so rude. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what is your beef? What is your problem? Like, is this gonna be some sort of reveal that, like, a stranger's on a train kind of thing? Like, do do they know, does Haley know everyone from something else? Like, yeah, it is... (laughs) It is very funny that they've kind of done the same thing that they did with Zoe, where they are trying to be like, yeah, like, Haley has been in their class the whole time. Like, she definitely has gone to their school. Um, But instead of it just being like, oh, like, Zoe was just, like, a regular, like, student background character who, like, wasn't relevant until now, they're like, no, like, this girl has, like, insane beef with Audrey and all of them. (laughs) Also, the beef seems to be like that they're getting too much attention for uh, being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. What is? Why is the attention not on me? I have two friends and a boyfriend. (laughs) Clearly, that means I'm hot girl shit. My God. Yeah. It's like. Oh my God. She's in her own show. Motivation (laughs) for her to hurt for her to hate them. (laughs) She is the sheriff of this season. She is in her own genre of show. She's in Heathers or in Bean Girls. I was about to say she's in Heathers. <laughs> and she thinks she's Heather. God. I got news for you, Haley. You're not Heather. That's why your name's Haley. She's not even that fashionable either. No. She really isn't. Like, you'd think she would be, like, she's she's aiming for a Brooke position, but she dresses like a, like a feminine budget Audrey. Yeah. She shops at Hot Topic and Hot Topic only. Yeah. But, like, the sales section. Yeah. And only the stuff that's not too goth. Yeah. And it's sad because, like, I believe I believe the first thing we ever called Haley was you, Nessa, who said, oh, it's the big titty goth GF. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she gave up on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's like they they don't know what like social circle of the school they want her to represent almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's written to be a mean girl, but she like doesn't have a clique really and she dresses in all black. It's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. So Haley comes back into like the quote unquote learning center um and like just like delivers a line of exposition kind of to no one and is like they just wanted to question me about like the movie theater thing with Audrey. Um and she's really there to like tell everyone that the cops are searching everybody's lockers, which Eli She's, then oh, I go thought ahead. she I thought she was doing that over the phone and then cuz I I and then like some rando oh, comes right. up. Yeah, she's on the phone with somebody, which why the fuck is the cop allowing this? She's like doing exposition to I'm assuming her boyfriend. Yeah, she's uh, like calling someone in in the learning center and being like, "Well, like they just wanted to talk to me about like when we attacked Audrey." And she sees that the cops are searching people's lockers. That's right. And she tells like her boyfriend or whoever and then Eli overhears this and tells everyone in like the protagonist friend group and Kieran freaks out because he's like well there's something in my locker that I don't want the cops to find and like immediately Alyssa and I were like oh it's a gun (laughs) I'd forgotten about honestly I thought it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be weed (laughs) I was also thinking drugs I was also thinking drugs are like a severed hand or something. He just well, really seems like the kind of guy who brings a gun to school. <laughs> yeah. We also know that he was like walking around with his dad's gun like in the last season. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot. And I was like, it's got to be weed. Yeah. It was and not. This, these group of teens, they are militant. They they have operations. They are just like, bing, bang, boom. We are going to... Uh, perform a high school heist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they so really on do. it. <laughs> yeah. Kieran like leaves and immediately Noah's like, all right, I'm going to go after him. You like Audrey and Zoe, you keep a lookout. And then Audrey like pretends to be sick to get the cop who is guarding the door of the learning center to like take her to the bathroom so that Noah and Kieran can like leave and go in the other direction. Also, no, Zoe's the one who pretends to be sick. Oh, that's no, I thought it was no, Audrey. Audrey. It was Audrey. Zoe's doing was, the didn't talking. Didn't Zoe go with her? Yeah, yeah Zoe's, Zoe's like my friend her. is oh. sick. My friend is gonna throw up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then Noah and Kieran like solid snake their way around the school, like evading the cops. <laughs> Um, and then Kieran gets caught going through his locker and tries to be like, oh, I'm just coming back from the bathroom. No need to worry about me, officer. And then, of course, the, the officer who caught him is like, let me see inside your backpack <laughs> and finds a gun in there. Um, and, and Noah then kind of gets stranded on his own. Because he is, like, around a corner as this is happening. And he, like, sees and hears it happen. But he's able to, like, avoid being caught. Kieran Mouth's like, go at him through the window. Yeah, and then we we get this sequence where, like, Kieran gets brought to talk to the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, well, I don't, like, I don't think that you're the killer. Because I don't think that, like, any killer who, like, just staged this, like, big elaborate, like, body drop in front of everyone would be, like, stupid enough to leave a gun lying around in their locker, basically. (laughs) 
Which um, fair. Which, yeah, which is fair. And Kieran's like, it's my dad's gun. Like, I carry it to protect my friends after everything that's happened. Um, and Acosta tries to make him this deal as like, okay, like, I will confiscate it and like, look past this if you let me kind of like, keep an eye on you and you like, come down to the station so that I can like, kind of like do right by your dad by looking out for you because like cop code or whatever um and kieran immediately calls him out on this and i was like no i don't actually think that's what my dad would want like that's bullshit he's like i see through your game you don't take even take care of your own like yeah not just him just like cops in general he's like he's like i know you're playing me just like if you're if we're playing the game just tell me what you want and i'll do it Mm -hmm. kieran calls him out but also has no backbone about it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. because immediately Acosta's like, I want an in or I'm going to have you arrested and kicked out of school. And then, like, of course, we find out pretty soon after that, like, Kieran agreed to this. This, he's so fucking slimy. his best moment. Yeah, I I know that we've basically gone past the, like, he's a secret cop thing. But, 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 but. Uh, he's definitely like a future cop. Like, yeah. And yeah. He's like very like he's like a hairier Kevin Keller. <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Who is Kevin Keller? The uh, gay Kevin from Riverdale. Oh, okay. gay Kevin okay. from Riverdale becomes a cop. His dad is the sheriff. Oh. Unfortunate. He's supposed to be president and then be murdered. That's his job. <laughs> oh. I do want to point out that when everyone's sneaking out of the room, you can see two kids still in the learning center looking through the window, watching Kieran and Noah and going, what the fuck? That's so funny. I didn't catch that. And good for those kids. They aren't snitches. The like extras and background actors in this episode and like the background detailing goes so hard. It does. The therapist's office, the learning center was too good. Like the posters were distracting because I was like, these were bought right from like the school, like poster store, like exactly. <laughs> but the the therapist's office was like too good because it had like all this like like knockoff live laugh love art on the wall. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, genuinely, the posters and stuff, they're filming on site at a school, clearly. Like, I think they just left the school's posters up and were like, yeah, this works. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it's it's so good. Again, I, I they're really using their, like, higher budget for, like, scenery and, like, the setting for good this season, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Eli is trying to help uh, Emma out for some reason. Yeah, so... Eli, like, comes up to Emma and is like, can I offer you a phone plan? And she's like, don't make a stupid joke at me if you don't, like, actually have a plan. (laughs) Eli's such a little shit, and I want to know what his motive is in this, because it can't be good. Yeah. Like, at best, it's trying to pull a Mr. Steelio girl on Kieran. Yeah, and... And so Emma's like, all right, like, if you're going to eavesdrop and be a creep, like, at least help me out. And Eli's like, all right, I think that you have to ditch this phone. Like, just wipe your prints off of it. Stick it somewhere random in the school where the cops are going to find it while they're searching everything. Um, And Emma 
doesn't really get a chance to follow up on this because she gets a call from Noah, who is like, Kieran got busted. I'm stranded in the hallway. There are cops everywhere. I can't get back to the learning center. And Emma does not get to follow up on this because the cops come into the room and Acosta's like, Emma, give me Jake's phone. In front of everybody that fucking In front of literally everyone. (laughs) Acosta clearly has like personal beef with Maggie that is coming out in how he interacts with Emma. Uh huh. Don't like it. Don't much care for it. To like hang out with Brandon James. Yeah. In the first like couple episodes of this season, I was like, I remember not liking Acosta, but like I don't really remember why. (laughs) And like in these two episodes, I was like, oh okay, yep, that's why. (laughs) He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. And he's like, he's like, you know, if you kids told me more, like I I would have my job done. And then when they do tell him shit, nothing gets done. So like, what are we learning here? A man with a knife chased me around the woods, like, and you you know for a fact, if Emma had said, you know, the full story later, he would be like, crazy eye roll. Yeah. I know it's the second time I've said that this episode, but god damn it. Yeah. (laughs) And the sheriff has, like, an interview with Emma during this where he, like, not so subtly implies that she's not so, like, to her face. Don't know why he's trying to get her to trust. All he does is ask her about her time spent in the psych ward after Will died and her time spent um, getting treated for PTSD. That is like all his focus is on. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, clearly Um, she's not hallucinating (laughs) shit. And obviously, like, why would she make this up? Why would she do this? Yeah. And and we we find out also here that like, so Kieran walks into the room and it's like, okay, obviously like he gave her up to Acosta and because he's like coming in right after the cops and Eli confronts him and is like, dude, like, why would you do that? And and Kieran is just like, shut up, Eli. Like, you don't understand anything. And it's like, no, I think that Eli is right in this instance, though. Yeah. And Kieran like shoulder checks Eli, too. Yeah. Eli hates cops. Because of his drug business or whatever the fuck we're about to find out about him in a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's also this, like, weirdly charged moment where Emma and Audrey pass each other in the hallway as, like, Emma is being taken away by the cops, which is fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of good Emma and Audrey moments in these episodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We're, we are back to the era of Emma and Audrey having good chemistry. Yes. Thank God. We love to see it. What's the ship name? Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Hold on. Emma Audrey. M- ship's name. Uh, it is Emery, actually. Emery. Aw. Emery. Emery. Like an Emery board. It's like a <laughs> fucking Half-Life VR, but the AI self-aware character or something. Very true. Also, high five through the computer, Jacqueline. High five. Hi-ya. <laughs> um, and so Noah calls Audrey, like, as she gets back to the learning center, because she's, like, being escorted back by the cop from the bathroom. Um, Noah kind of, like, fills Audrey in on everything that he knows, and is like, yeah, I'm still trapped in the hall, like, I can't get back. Um... Audrey fills him in that, like, someone planted Jake's phone on Emma and, like, she's been taken for questioning. And Audrey 
sets up that she is very suspicious of Stavo. Because he has been in this room the whole time, but he's just been, like, chilling on his tablet. I feel like Stavo has, like, resting bitch face, but it's, like, resting... It's, like, resting creep face, and Audrey has, like, a big issue with it. Yeah. To be fair, Audrey does also keep catching Stavo drawing her friends murdered. Yeah. Which, like, I I know it's a show and all that, but, like, my God, I got in trouble for... I was sent to a guidance Mm -hmm. counselor for so much less than that. Yeah. I was also thinking that, yeah. Is it just because he's the sheriff's son? Probably. Or does everyone just, like... They're just like, look, we don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I I don't know. But yeah, Audrey is like really desperate to like find someone to suspect and it kind of lands on Stavo in this episode. Um and Emma so Emma gets questioned by Acosta. She's like, I don't know how the phone ended up in my bag. Like it's probably the killer, like who attacked me at the party. Um, I'm being targeted. And yeah, Acosta is like really focused on like Emma's past as like a psych patient and is like questioning what actually really happened and like implies very heavily that he kind of doesn't believe her perception of events because she has PTSD which is very scummy of him yeah it's fucked up yeah it sucks and And like something something's afoot and PTSD doesn't make you like kill your friends and carry your other friend with her dead boyfriend like yeah Yeah. i do i do like how the show the show doesn't always handle it great but i think it handles it a lot better than other shows in the same time period Mm -hmm. because i feel like Mm. mental illness makes you the killer was like a very common cop out like still at that point and like it still is but the fact that they're making it clear that like this is why the sheriff is suspecting Emma, but like we know Emma, we know it's not going to be Emma. And the show is continuing to make that clear because Emma is our protagonist. And like the framing of it is still very much on Emma's side with this. And like, hey, isn't it fucked up that the sheriff is doing this? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It, w- it would have definitely been very easy for them to go into the territory of like, oh, like Piper was killing people because she was crazy. But they- they genuinely take, like, a very sympathetic track towards, like, Emma and the other teens having, like, PTSD from the first season, especially. Yeah. yeah. And then Emma just, like, leaves after those questions, and the cop is, like, not, not like, like, one of the random no-name sergeants is, like, to the sheriff is, like, you're just gonna let her go with that? Yeah. And, yeah, and Acosta, then- so Acosta lets her leave because Acosta's, like, well, if what you're saying is true, then you're a victim. So I don't have any reason to like make you stay here. Um, and he just like like tells her to leave after like being really rude and awful to her while questioning her. And then um, he says the most fucked up thing ever. Uh huh. When he tells the other cop, uh huh. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of Stockholm syndrome? And is implying that he's trying to get. He's trying to Stockholm Syndrome the kids into trusting him, which does not paint him in a good light. No. Yeah, he, like, doesn't even apply it. He outright says, like, Mm -hmm. the longer, like, the longer we keep these kids in the school, like, the easier it will be to make one of them crack and, like, Mm -hmm. tell us what happened. Yeah. And we all, like, we all know that the Stockholm Syndrome thing is bullshit, 
Because the reason that those people in that bank robbery bonded with the robbers was because they were like, okay, you and I both know that the cops are going to try to murder us and it's Sweden and the cops are very trigger happy right now and they're also going to try to murder you. So let's just you, me the bank robber, you the hostages, let's all try to just get out of this alive. And they were, the hostages were like, hell yeah, that sounds great. And then the cops tear gassed them consistently. And they were like, yeah, we fucking hate these cops. It's also fucking crazy to do this to a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Who just saw their friend die. Not even die. Well, just saw their friend fall from the ceiling 20 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. And they like, just like... You're supposed to be an adult in this situation. Yeah. And also, it's like, fucked up because they're questioning all the kids without their parents present, which, as we established in yes. season one, is yeah. fucked up and pretty illegal. Yeah, which the, the mayor then comes in and points out, helpfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Acosta still tries to get the mayor to leave the room. Yeah. So the the mayor comes in and is like, I wanna like I, I wanna take Brooke home. Like there's no reason for her to be here, which is true. Um and Acosta's like, I wanna question her. Um and the mayor's like, Okay, great, I'm gonna be in the room while that happens because that is my legal right. <laughs> um and Acosta like snipes at him. About, like, covering up for his wife's friend, like, ODing. Yeah, I love that Brooke takes, like, no prisoners going into this, too. Acosta's like, you know, she might be a little more honest if you're not in the room. And Brooke comes out swinging with, yeah, so the last time I saw Jake was in the pool here because we broke in to have sex. Yeah. And even Acosta's like, oh, that's a lot of information. Brooke gives yeah, so, no so fucks before, after this point. <laughs> so before before that happens, Emma like Emma comes back to the learning center and her and Kieran have an argument um, because obviously Kieran gave her up to the cops, which is like, what the fuck? What kind of boyfriend does that? Yeah. Um, Eli is like, yeah, like I guess you have to be careful who you trust, Emma. Um, and Haley is like, well, of course the police like let you go from questioning because your mom works for the police. Um, and Emma like goes up to her and confronts her. And is like, I don't understand why you're scared of me. Like we shouldn't be scared of each other. I I don't want everyone to be scared of me just because I like went through this whole thing. And Haley's like, well, everyone who comes near you dies. And like I think that all of your friends should be scared because they're gonna die too. And she she says every time there's a killer, there's still a dude. Duval left standing and Emma punches her. Yeah. As is her right. Which is good for her. A huge fight. Yeah. Haley, Haley goes nutso and like pounces on her after that slap like a Yeah, Haley goes like a Jersey in. Queen. Like Emma is mid-apology already, and Haley just attacks her. Yeah. And then like other kids get in on it too. Yeah, and they're like yeah, they're like actively preventing people from helping. Like people, like um, I think who is it? Like Audrey tries to break it up, and someone like pulls her back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, honestly, I do remember that. That's how fights going. It's just people being like, "Everyone, no, don't get in there. Just let's just watch it play out." Yeah, and it becomes this like huge 
huge fight in the learning center. Um, and Miss Lang, the the psych teacher, and Stavo are like the ones who end up breaking it up, basically. And Miss Lang like gets Emma out of the room because like people are trying to now attack Emma and then takes her to her office and locks her in from the outside. After like after doing like the most the least helpful like grounding that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like this is like like she's doing a, like she's trying she's quote unquote like trying to help Emma ground herself, but I think what she's really doing is like I don't know, it feels like she's trying to like fuck with her more. Yeah. yeah. Like it- it literally, I feel like, is like, okay, two things. One, welcome to another round of Nessa's This Is Against the Fire Code, which I believe is a segment we've had on here before. Uh, doors should open from the inside, I'm pretty sure. Like, you, you shouldn't be able to lock a door from the outside. You know, this is in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Now, <laughs> now that that's done, let's enter Nessa's uh, clue corner, I guess. <laughs> I have this long-running theory that... The killer isn't actually targeting Emma this series. Mrs. Lang is targeting Emma this series. The killer is focused on Audrey. And Mrs. Lang is just like, I don't know, subtly psychologically torturing Emma for some kind of weird thesis. That would actually make perfect yeah. sense yeah. to me. That explains so much. I genuinely don't remember what the fuck Miss Lang's deal is, but that would make so much sense. <laughs> Granted, if she ends up being the murderer, I swear to Christ, we cannot have another leggy brunette doing crimes. <laughs> Or else season three, it's going to be one of us. <laughs> God. We're all short, I think, so we're fine. <laughs> and so, yeah, so she locks Emma in her office from the outside. And then uh, we cut to Brooke being questioned by Acosta with her dad in the room. And yeah, like Emma said, she immediately is like, oh, yeah, the last time I saw Jake, like we were sneaking into the school to have sex with each other. <laughs> And she talks about, like, they had a fight, and she immediately pretty much, like, straightforwardly comes out with, like, I think Mr. Branson is doing this. Like, he has been stalking me and, like, calling me and sending me flowers. And the mayor even says that they have a restraining order against him already. And honestly, pretty good, like, suspect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would believe it. Even if, like, he was a red herring last time, he seems seems a little bit sus this time. More yeah. unhinged. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. They have finally and... accepted that it's creepy. The show has committed yes. to the teacher-student relationship being creepy. I... I really feel like it's the writer, like the the switchover of the writers mm-hmm. that helped with yeah. that. Like it, it feels like the new writers are a lot more willing and dedicated to like portraying Branson as just like genuinely very creepy and awful. Hell yeah. So, so then Audrey and Noah have another phone call where Audrey is like, okay, I am absolutely sure that Stavo has to be the killer. Um, and Noah's like, no, he's definitely not the killer. Like, he's just weird like us. Like, he just really likes, like, crime and murder and stuff. And I really like crime and murder and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they we're, are We're always wearing boyfriends. this dumb hat together. <laughs> And 
Audrey, like, leans on the emergency door in the learning center and is like, oh, an alarm didn't go off. Like, the emergency door is disarmed somehow during the lockdown. Um, and she's like, Noah, you can sneak back in through the emergency door. Um, and then it, it cuts to uh, Maggie in the auditorium, like, bagging up Jake's body. Um and she 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 cries over Jake's body, and I wrote a note that said, "God, this actress rules." I love Maggie's actress. She's so good. She's so good. It's like it's very much like realistic portrayal of like oh, like one of my daughter's friends died today, kind of grief. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And Brooke comes in to talk to her and like is is asking questions about like how Jake died and like how long he's been dead. Um, and Maggie tries to be like, well, I can't comment because it's an active investigation. Um, but Brooke eventually gets her to tell her and Maggie says like, oh, like I think he's been dead two or three days. And Brooke's like, well, that's impossible because she knows that Jake has been texting her, even though she she doesn't know or doesn't want to believe that it's the killer. Um, and Acosta is watching them have this interaction from like the wings of the stage in the auditorium, like a creepazoid. And yeah. I hate him so much. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Yeah. He's awful. And Maggie barely gives her anything. She's just like, yeah, maybe two to three days. Yeah. Which like, and then you could you could guess that because like he doesn't smell and he's only been missing five days. So like, yeah. And then we we cut back to Emma in uh, Miss Lang's office and she like hears metal scraping on the window, and she gets a call from the killer saying like, Emma, ooh, I'm coming for you. Um, and she like sees a like shadowy figure on like the the blinds of the room and she pulls it back and obviously the killer is standing right there and Emma Emma is like no not this time and she throws a chair through the window the thinnest flimsiest plastic chair well she hangs on this window over and over and over again until it shatters yeah, which I believe. I also believe that that isn't the killer. It's Miss Lang in a costume. Probably. But Emma is like so done. She's so ready to kick ass and take names. Yeah. yeah. I do not She's blame just her. crawling through the broken grass. Yeah, she she like destroys the window and she crawls through it to like because she she is like going into fight or flight mode and is like I have to get away. Um I feel like she's going she into fight mode. <laughs> She looks like she's well, ready to okay, beat yeah, she's him going up. To fight <laughs> um, and she she slices her arm open on the broken glass as she's like going through the window. Um, and when she gets outside, crucially, the killer is no longer there. And we go back to Maggie and Brooke, and Acosta finally like comes out of like the wings of the auditorium and is like, I'm taking you off the case, Maggie, because you revealed information to Brooke. And Maggie is like, What the fuck? Like, it, she is the victim. Like, that was her boyfriend. Like, I feel like I could tell her some things. Um, and Acosta's like, You're too close to the case you should be treating everyone like a suspect including brooke um and acosta plays the card of like 
well, I don't want you to, to make you choose between being a mother or being a medical investigator, <laughs> to which I wrote in my asshole. notes, ooh, I hate him. <laughs> he's such an asshole. I want to beat him up. Yeah. yeah. He he sucks so bad in this episode. I think I could, I him. Um, I think I could beat him up. He... he doesn't have mobility in those tight, tight jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, I believe in you. In worst case scenario, we could tag team. Perfect. God. And Noah gets back. So Noah comes back in through the, uh, the like, disarmed emergency door and finds Audrey, who is spying on Stavo, like, behind a bookshelf. And Audrey's like, I'm sure that Stavo's the killer. And she accidentally lets slip that the killer has been calling her on the phone, which Noah doesn't know. And Noah's like, wait, what do you mean phone calls? And Audrey's like, no, 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 I didn't say phone calls. I meant texts because Noah already knows that she's been getting like weird texts. Um, she also accidentally lets slip that there has been more than one mm-hmm. murder um, and has to very quickly cover it. <laughs> Oh, Marn, you did forget one thing, which is after Maggie leaves, Sheriff Acosta uses Jake's dead body to unlock his phone. Yeah, yeah. that was awful. Oh my god. And he he's all like oh. Ma- he's ma- like Maggie, you're not playing by the rules, and then does that, and I'm like, that doesn't seem very much like in part of the rules. Yeah. Yep. Um and and so yeah, so Audrey accidentally lets slip that like she knows that there's been another murder and she has to like very hastily backpedal and Noah's like you're being very weird. Like, why are you being like this? And Audrey's like, well, I saw Stavo drawing, like, Kieran and Eli covered in blood and is, like, freaking out to, like, a very suspicious degree. Um, And she confronts Stavo and takes his tablet and is like, look, everybody, like, this guy's a freak. He's been drawing my friends, like, with knives in them. Um, and during this part, Haley calls him a sicko. <laughs> She's just so fast to turn on literally anyone. Yeah. Specifically, is the drawing that he has is of Zoe, but just Zoe's head. Zoe's been beheaded, mm-hmm. and it's, like, resting on a book. Yeah. Yeah, and... And so all of the teens now, like, turn on Stavo because all of the teens are, like, still ready to yeah, fight. Yeah, like, um, someone, like, <laughs> throws a full bottle at him. Yeah, it's like fucking Lord of the Flies in this school library. <laughs> Which fails. There are, like, no adults in here. Yeah, they locked a bunch of teens in a library after they saw a dead body drop from the ceiling. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Well, clearly Stockholm Syndrome was going to happen. I, this is, <laughs> you know what, left. <laughs> also, I know Stavo is technically probably innocent, because as many times as I've mentioned, he is a red herring, um, but... <sighs> I don't know. It felt good to watch his smug little face get beaten in. I yeah, a little bit. But I was also sad. This this is what cancel culture really is. <laughs> this is Stavo got canceled by the entire school very violently. God. I love. They're all just. I love how like the acting of it is. They're all just like doing the skanky leg. They're skanking. They're skanking over his body. And Somebody. barely hitting him, and then his dad comes in. Somebody put some trombone music over this. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> Scott Tune Network, we need you. 
this is such a small thing but like when the scene the scene cuts for commercial and when it comes back um and like continues on the fight one of the first shots is of like oh a bunch of extras a bunch of high school extras and one of them is like a like a 40 year old man in a leather jacket with bright orange hair yeah he he's i'm pretty sure he's the guy who threw the soda and i've been noticing him the entire episode he's so old it's very old it's to make kieran look younger (laughs) (laughs) yeah also should be noted kieran tries to protect stavo from getting the shit beaten out of him yeah he does i would love to like talk to someone who was an extra in this episode can you fucking imagine god yeah god god (laughs) the one episode where they were like teens kill each other (laughs) the way teens intended (laughs) teens the time for games is over (laughs) it's time to fight um and so yeah so so we see that like acosta is going through jake's phone with like jake's uh because he's used jake's dead body to unlock the phone and he finds uh, Jake's text with the mayor, which he is reading through uh, when he is called to break up the fight and rescue Stavo, uh, which he does. And then Emma shows back up in the room and is covered in blood. From her Robbins. arm. Yes, from her own arm. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of the lockdown. Like, it ends. The parents are allowed in to, like, see their kids. Um, Emma gets bandaged up by the police. The The psych teacher and Acosta are, like, kind of make a big to-do about, like, Emma's emotional and mental state. And Emma's like, oh, Miss Lang locked me in a room. Which is completely fair of her to put the blame on Miss Lang. Yep. <laughs> and I had a panic attack. And that's why I destroyed the window. <laughs> which... Fair and reasonable. And yeah. she doesn't she doesn't tattle, she does it real subtle, where she's like, you know, when mm-hmm. I found out that the room was locked from the outside, I just got so scared, and the sheriff just has to like wipe that smug look off his own fucking face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and the, that's yeah, a, the, that's and a we could get like, sued kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. And Acosta's like, ooh, yeah, like maybe your teacher shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and um Emma and Kieran kind of catch up with each other. Emma cold shoulders him when he tries to apologize for, like, ratting on her to the cops, which, go girl, absolutely. Uh, She says that she wants Kieran to trust her enough to, like, make her own choices and that she needs to be alone for a bit. Wow, where have we seen this before? Yeah. Wow, where? Yeah. Hmm. Farm machine? (laughs) Please put him in a farm machine. (laughs) Well, he's from a cop family, so it would be like one of those um, breakfast machines, but at the end it just shoots a gun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Stavo, like, packs his stuff up after, like, being beaten up. Audrey goes over to apologize, is like, hey, like, I will pay to, like, fix or replace your tablet. And Stavo's like, if you ever get near me again, like, I'll kill you. <laughs> like, deservedly so. Yeah. And... Noah takes this chance to, like, grab Audrey's phone 
while she's on the other end of the room because he is now very suspicious of Audrey because she's acting very weird and like trying to throw blame onto other people. Um, And so he steals Audrey's phone. And then we get a very, like, we get this great scene of... Brooke goes to the the pool um at the school which is the last place that she saw Jake um and she gets in the water like fully in her um cheerleader uniform and just like starts screaming under the water. I love the scene so much. It's such a oh, good cinematography. Shot. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> my notes my notes on the scene were who let her in here? I don't care. The scene is great. <laughs> Yeah. The pool is never locked, Marn. The pool is always in a separate building and it's never locked for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, again, Brooke's actress is just fucking like making a meal out of these scenes. Like she is so good at this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. She is giving Carlson all... Young, please marry us. <laughs> yeah. And the last scene of this episode is Noah takes out Audrey's phone, takes forever to guess her password, and then finds her texts with the killer, including the gif that she was sent of her with Jake's body days before all of this happened. Did anyone catch True. what Audrey's password actually was? Because I know yes, once did. Noah yes. wrote, tried to like, Rachel, Noah. I have... I have all of them right here. The first one is password. Yep. The second one is by curious. <laughs> the, uh, I guess the third one is Rachel. Fourth one is Noah. Fifth one is secret. And the last one, which is Audrey's actual password, is Rachel's girl. <laughs> Damn. So sad. Damn. It's, <laughs> oof. it's so funny that he guessed by curious. <laughs> <laughs> God, it says so much about how Noah's mind works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the and first one is password, him. and the second one is by curious. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Well, his his we don't know is his phone password is virgin. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they'd scripted what the passwords were supposed to be or whether they just let the actor start typing. Oh my god. And go, you have to someone end on Rachel's camera is like type <laughs> Oh yeah. Some someone off camera is like type in by curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's episode five. Uh episode six starts with like a little a fun little montage we haven't had one of those in a while uh noah is monologuing once again about how murder hits close to home and we get like a little montage of like audrey beating up a punching bag and brooke like going going ape shit like stabbing her bed with a knife um with um with scissors noah's like oh with scissors and, and Noah's like, everyone's a suspect now, uh, including Audrey, who is now on the murder board as a prime suspect. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. I was... I will I, say, the scene uh-huh. of Beck's boxing, though, oh my. No, I was fanning myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my, my, my notes specifically Ooh. say Audrey boxing, parentheses, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Brooke stabbing yep. the pillow, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Emma gets a call from the killer, which is one of the 
like the killer has just started calling her pretty recently in the past couple episodes i've noticed um because usually they they've been calling audrey like most of the season so far um and the killer calls emma and is like you didn't tell anybody about our meeting which is like confirmation that she actually did see them in the hallway at school um and that she wasn't hallucinating and emma and and the killer is like i'm in your head emma and you know it and that's basically the whole phone call um And Emma comes downstairs and finds that Kieran is at the door talking to Maggie. Uh, And Kieran is like, I need to talk to Emma. Um, Like, I need to apologize to her, blah, blah, blah. And Maggie's like, well, she's asleep. Maggie's like trying to run interference for her. Um, And it's like, well, she's asleep. Like, she'll like come back and talk to her later, whatever. Um, And... Emma's like, no, 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 I'm awake now. I'll talk to you. Um, and they go like into the living room and Kieran apologizes to her. And he uh, says like, oh, like I was helping the sheriff so that I wouldn't be arrested. And I've been calling you all morning trying to talk to you. And Emma's like, oh yeah, the killer also called me. Um, and she tells Kieran that she saw the killer in the school but she didn't tell the cops because Acosta's like being an asshole and wouldn't have believed her anyway. And she doesn't know who she can trust. And then she goes to Noah's and Noah like hastily tosses a sheet over his murder board <laughs> before letting her in. Honestly, the Emma Noah stuff is like not in a ship way. It's just so cute. Yeah, it's very yeah. compelling. They've got a really good dynamic, and I would like to see more of it. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get a, a lot of them, like, working together last season because Noah is, like, always paired off with Audrey. But um, we, we're we kind of getting more of that this season because Audrey is, like, almost working in direct opposition to Noah a lot of the time. <laughs> so they need, like, other characters to pair him off with. <laughs> Good. And and um so Emma like comes into Noah's room and is like, hey, like I have to tell you about like this weird thing that Piper said to me before like during our final confrontation. And she said like this weird thing about how she had like one more surprise for me, and I need to like look at your board that you've been building about this like mysterious accomplice because I think that I'm ready to like try and figure out the truth. And Noah's like, no, 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 no. I don't think you're ready, actually. <laughs> you can't see it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want her to see that Audrey is now the prime suspect. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which she does because she, of course, like tears the sheet off of it and then gets upset that Audrey is the prime suspect. Yeah. And Noah can't justify this to her without owning up to the fact that he stole Audrey's phone. <laughs> Like, I definitely feel like in these circumstances, he could have owned up to it. But I think he just doesn't want it to be true so badly that he is willing to take the fall in this situation with Emma. Completely agree. Like, Noah's actor is, he's portraying Noah as like, like, yeah, there's like anxiety and fear. But most of all, what is coming through is like, 
just like deep shame like noah is ashamed of himself for even wanting for even thinking about this yeah yeah and so he like he basically like can't come up with a reason to tell emma why he like suspects audrey and emma's mad and is like i think that you're like connecting dots that don't exist like the killer is just trying to make you suspect everyone um and she gets a text from brooke asking her to come over and it's like, I have to leave, take Audrey off your board unless you have like real evidence that you can show me. Um, and so then she goes to Brooks, uh, who is holding up bad. Um, Brooke is, she, Brooke tells Emma that like, she basically still suspects Branson. She says like, Jake tried to show her that Branson was like scummy and ended up dead. Emma doesn't think that Branson makes sense as the killer and is like, I don't think that like, this is a road that you should go down. Like, I feel like you're spiraling. Um, And Brooke is like, well, it could be anyone this time. Like, I don't feel like logic is a factor and I have to find out what happened to Jake. Yeah. Also, they hold hands. Yeah. They do. And it's cute. It is. I think also Emma kind of doesn't want to make it about her because it's like, it's the person who's constantly trying to kill me. I think it's them again. Yeah. Yeah. And while Emma is like in Brooke's house, Acosta also shows up and the mayor won't let him in to like talk to Brooke. And we kind of like overhear this conversation with Acosta and the mayor where Acosta's like, I don't think it's Branson. Like he's probably going to come up clean in our investigations. Um, And he lies about being locked out of Jake's phone when the mayor asks if he's like managed to get into it. He's like, no, it's encrypted. Like we haven't found out anything from it. And then we follow Acosta as he like goes to his car and is like scrolling through the mayor's texts with Jake. Every time I see the Jake likey text, <laughs> I lose yeah. my mind. It shows up so often. So like, mm, Jake likey. It is like they're, I feel like they're doing a weird parallel between Noah and Acosta in this episode where they have like both stolen phones that they can't really own up to having. And like, they know things that they shouldn't and are like kind of trying to find out a more legitimate way to get that evidence into other people's hands. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like the sheriff can't access Jake's phone. Like that's a thing you're allowed to do in an investigation. So it's extra weird that he is like, doing it secretly yeah it's very odd he's like trying to make the mayor almost like own up to the fact that he and jake were like in cahoots yeah which is like buddy you really don't need to the mayor has already been arrested and yeah is still the mayor just do it again yeah <laughs> yeah just do it again or just be like hey mayor and- what's up with that <laughs> And Noah is, like, tailing Audrey and being really bad at it because she comes up to him and calls him out on tailing her. Um, And he plays it off like the worst I've ever seen. He's like, oh, like, I was just here to buy a bicycle and I saw you and I thought it would be really funny to follow you around. (laughs) There's so much going on in Noah in this scene in such a, dude, what the fuck kind of way. He's so bad at lying. He is. He also, like, he reverse pickpockets her phone into her bag. 
<laughs> while like try while like making her look at bikes through like the window of the bike store. It's the worst ruse ever. Like he Noah has so never bad. rode a bike in his life. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go try one out. <laughs> the only way it could be worse if his Audrey was like shouting after him, like, but you never learned how to ride. <laughs> I wanna see the filler episode of them as kids and like Noah trying to ride a bike <gasps> and like Audrey pushing Sad him yet. off of it or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And um so yeah, so so Audrey gets her phone back even though she doesn't know that yet. And Emma, I, I guess she like invites Noah over cuz in the next scene they're both at her house. Like, oh no, he like he just like shows up uninvited, I guess, cuz he like comes through the the side door. Um, Which to be fair, she didn't do that to him earlier. <laughs> Noah loves showing up at other people's houses uninvited. <laughs> So yeah, he, he like shows up at her house and is like, okay, I know how, like, I know how to prove that Audrey wasn't Piper's accomplice. We just have to ask Eddie, the like night manager or whatever, like the night concierge at the motel, because I know that he saw Piper with her accomplice. And if we show him a picture of Audrey, like if we, if we like meet up with him or we text him a pic or we text him a picture, we can see if he recognizes her. So he texts Eddie a picture, and the killer texts back and says, Wow. (laughs) And then it cuts to a shot of Eddie's corpse in the bathtub to remind us that he is dead. Yep. And we see see the killer texting Noah and is like, Let's meet up at the fairgrounds. Also, like... How has nobody found Eddie's body yet? Like, it's been a few days. There's other people who work at that motel. He disappeared mid-shift. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of assume that the the killer is just, like, paying for that room so that nobody else will go in there. Yeah, but there's not even an investigation of, like, yeah, this guy keeps missing shifts or... Well, I... I guess he has the phone. That's that's my thought. We know that this killer loves yeah. role playing using phones, and that's I, true. I can see there being like a whole like I quit. I hate this job. I'm going to pursue my goal of being like a, like working in a different motel. Like, <laughs> yeah. Also, we haven't seen Emma's I'm dad in town. like several episodes. Didn't he leave? He like left. He did, but also I feel like it's been so long. It still feels like it's been longer than it should, even with him leaving. He left. It's like Kieran in season one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he like, we may never see him again. Like, (laughs) wasn't the last we saw him, he was like, I'm going to go get psychiatric help. Fair. Plot twist, he's seeing (laughs) Bislang. Oh, no. Oh, God. (sighs) Oh. Yeah, and, the, um, the, the, that that body shot really did did feel like a kind of a season two thing. Like season one would just trust our intelligence. Yeah, season two. Has I mean, to I, hold our I, hand. I get that they wanted to establish like, oh, the killer is is like texting and like here's what they're texting Noah, but like they could have just done that for Noah's point of view. Yeah, or they could have just done a shot of like a gloved hand that's clearly the murderer texting and not like, yeah. and also Eddie's dead body. Yeah, and with his fucking like, name tag. <gasps> yeah, they really yeah, the name they, tag they, is still they just don't trust us. I'm like, I literally when it was happening, I was like, oh, and Eddie's dead, and then they showed us the body, and I was like, <sighs> I 
like, yeah, we knew. I'm sorry, I'm on this. Would you say it's overkill, Nessa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we get this, like, really weird kind of interstitial scene with, like, Kieran's aunt at a bar. And, like, the mayor comes up and she starts hitting on him. Yeah. And it's, like, a thing that becomes important in, like, way later in the episode. But at the same time, as I was watching it, I was like, where are they going with this? The mayor and Aunt Karen are also in, like, I don't know. What's a a TV show? Is uh, The the mayor and Aunt Karen are, like, in a succession spinoff. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, um, so then we get... We get some Brooke. We get more Brooke. Uh, she is at the cafe. Uh, Stavo comes to meet up with her because she texted him. And she wants to know if he can break into Acosta's office and look at Mr. Branson's file. And Stavo is completely down for breaking and entering. Yeah, I like that. Um, I feel like yeah. in shittier TV shows, Stavio- Stavo would just be pissed off at like everyone right now because... He got the crap beaten out of him last episode. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Brooke wasn't involved in that. Of course, he doesn't care. But, like, sometimes TV shows will be like, oh, I hate all of your friend group now. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he's completely down to help Brooke out in this episode, which I love. Yeah. Stavo is really growing on me through this episode specifically. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. This he is the episode where I'm like, I like this guy. And, um, Kieran is like entering the police station as we see Stavo like leaving the archives with these files that he's stolen from Brooke. Um, and they they just like pass each other very briefly in the hallway. Um, and Kieran is going in to talk to Acosta and he like tells Acosta that like Brooke and Jake used to meet up at his house for privacy like before his aunt and Eli were living there um but he won't talk about Emma like he won't tell Acosta anything about Emma and Acosta says the worst thing that you could say and is like well maybe if you guys talked to the cops last time when this is happening your dad would still be alive yeah Acosta just like, keeps saying fucked up shit. Which also, like, no, he wouldn't. Like, I think if he, if the, if he as a cop had had every single piece of information those kids had, uh, he still would have been like, I need to do this, not a sergeant, and just wandered into that uh-huh. house. Yeah. Yep. He probably would have even died sooner yeah. because the killer's whole thing was like, I'll kill your, like, friends and relatives if you tell the cops. Yeah. <laughs> like... And who's going to tell the cops what to investigate? Because you'll be dead. Yeah, exactly. And so, obviously, Karen, like, storms out, like, rightfully so. And, like, just just not the move, really, Acosta. Like, you're, you're really just digging yourself deeper. I hate him so much. He sucks. And we... <laughs> and we catch back up with Brooke and Stavo. Um, Stavo just like basically comes right back to the cafe and is like, Hey, I found some weird shit. Um, and he's like going through the files with Brooke. And he says that Branson has an alibi for the whole night that Jake was killed. And his alibi is Miss Lang because her and Branson are dating now. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this incredible, like line of dialogue in here where (laughs) 
where Brooke is like, that makes 100% no sense. And Stavos says, I know, she's his age. It's fucking so, it's so fucking good. It's so good. And I'm like, yeah, of course she'd be his alibi. They both have inappropriate relationships with their students. God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stop meeting and, uh, with your students outside of class at secondary really? locations. And in a in a it, uncomfortable bit of um, precognition, I don't know, like foreshadowing, but in real life, I re- routinely referred to Mrs. Lang as Mrs. Branson for, throughout all of my notes because I was like, I was like, I don't know, just the female brunette Branson, Mrs. Branson. <laughs> she kind of is though. She is though. I also um, and and Brooke is like, all right, like I'm gonna investigate this and like I'm gonna do something about it. And Savo is like completely supportive of this. Yeah, I loved that moment when Brooke's like, "What you're gonna tell me to be careful?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna tell you to kick ass. Like, go off." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stavo's like, all right, yeah, like go kick his ass. <laughs> you do you. Um. And Audrey is in the middle of buying a new phone and <laughs> finds her phone in her bag that Noah put back in there, which is so funny. It's so good. <laughs> and Noah and Emma get they're they're still at Emma's house and they're they're like getting ready to like they're basically making their plan to like meet at the fairgrounds that night so that they can meet up with Eddie and get information from him. Uh, Noah is like talking about bringing bolt cutters in case they have to break into the fairgrounds. And Maggie comes up and is like, hey, like, what are you preparing for? And Noah's like, oh, like, we're going to go interview someone for my podcast about like the murders. And Maggie's like, well, no, you're not, Emma. Like, you can't go out after dark until we know what happened to Jake, which is fair. Finally, some parenting. <laughs> yes, yeah, literally, finally, someone is, is like, being a rational parent on She really show. took Sheriff Acosta's threat to heart of go be a parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, obviously, Emma is not happy with this, and... She she will sneak out anyway, like, is the implication that she does. Um, back at the cafe, Stavo is apparently just hanging out here all day. Uh, he sees Audrey and, like, confronts her and is like, you have, like, I want you to actually look at my art. Um, and she does. And Stavo explains to her that he's drawing a graphic novel about Lakewood. Um, to which Audrey is like, it's a little bit too soon for this, I think. Which, like, if you want to tell the story of Lakewood, that's great. What the fuck do Zoe and Eli have to do with any of this? Yeah. Yeah. Just practice? They're there for the variant I covers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, like, and inter-chapter Stavo- breaks. God. <laughs> and Stavo's, like, talking about, like, oh, like, whoever killed Jake, like, had a vision, and, like, killers really, like controlling the narrative around them um and he basically straight up is like i know that like you are being nice to me right now but you probably still suspect me um and audrey's like all right so like why are we having a conversation and stavo's like well maybe i feel the same way about you stavo is sassy this episode yeah Mm-hmm. He's also wearing a backwards baseball cap most of the time, which I loved. It's a good look. For I him. literally, I literally didn't even notice he was wearing a hat because I was so distracted. <laughs> it's very like early aughts, like bad boy in a boy band 
outfit. It's great. Yeah. Stuffo would be the oldest member of like a teenage boy band. <laughs> And Brooke, so Brooke has a great subplot this episode. She, like, she meets up with Miss Lang and is, like, very much, like, crocodile tears crying. And is like, oh, Miss Lang, like, I I need to, like, talk to someone. Like, I have something really terrible to confess. And, and Miss Lang obviously is like, oh, no, like, what is it, Brooke? And they're, like, meeting outside, like, in front of the movie theater, um, like, in public. And, and Brooke is like, well... I was with someone else on the night that Jake died, and I feel really guilty about it. And I was with Mr. Branson. And Miss Lang gets in her car and calls Mr. Branson and is like, we need to talk. It's his voicemail, doesn't she? Yeah, because Brooke is on the phone with him already and is like, hey, like, meet me at our spot. She's shifting into full no-holds-barred girl boss mode. Like, I love it for her, but I'm also so worried about the way she, like, interacted with Miss Lang is going to come back to bite her in the ass. Yeah. Like, Miss Lang is going to be like, well, you know, Brooke told me that she was with Mr. Branson that night, so maybe... Brooke is the one who killed Jake, consider? Mm, yeah. I'm so worried that's going to come back to bite her in the ass. But then she, the cops will know that she lied in, in covering for Mr. Branson. True. But yes. also, given what's about to happen, maybe that won't be a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brooke is really uh, gaslight gatekeep girl bossing her way through this episode. Yeah. It makes it me rules. worried, because this is the actions of someone who's, like, next on the chopping block. Yeah. You have to girl boss so hard that they, the plot can't touch you. <laughs> I am. Um, and, and the mayor brings Kieran's aunt Tina home and they like have a drink together. And Tina obviously thinks that she's there to like have an affair with the mayor. And the mayor's like, no, 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 you have the wrong idea. Like I have an off the books job that I need someone to do now that Jake is dead. Also, it's like the middle of the day. And we don't get to find out. <laughs> yeah, it is the middle of the day. <laughs> and we don't get to find out for the rest of the episode what this is about, like at all. Yeah. Like, I assume they're setting something up for the next episode, but it's just, like, kind of a weird thing to have in this episode that just, like, never gets followed up on. Yeah. And Emma sneaks out. Well, maybe it's not in the middle of the day, because in the next scene, it's it's nighttime. No, it's the middle of the day, unless he has, like, a, a pool. That... Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's I think so we just bright. get, like, a little time skip there. after that. Yeah, because... It... Because then it's nighttime and Emma is, of course, sneaking out to go to the fairgrounds. Um, And she finds that one of the tires on her car is slashed. And she calls Noah, who is already there um, (laughs) with his stupid car, drinking boba. I was too excited (laughs) because I had spent so much time meticulously writing down the passwords, which took forever. Uh, when we cut to there, Noah has one of those, what are those, what are those dumb cube cars called with the, with the dancing hamster commercials? Oh, hold on. Square car. No, not square card reader. Square (laughs) car. Apparently there are a lot of different kinds of square cars. God damn it. Either way, he's got a dumb square car and, uh, which he didn't even have a car last, last season. And he's okay, just standing at the ab- the car's yeah, Kia, which gonna, is yeah, what my mom Kia. drives. <laughs> Sorry, she's got a tiny one. Car. She doesn't have a silly big one. She's got a little one, so it makes more <laughs> sense. 
If it's square, I still hate it. (laughs) My cousin had one of the square ones and called it a toaster. (laughs) Accurate. So Noah Noah's in his toaster standing outside and he's brought Boba to this meetup. Good for yeah. him. And is like not answering his phone because he doesn't have reception at this like abandoned fairground. And <laughs> as we were watching this, my, Alyssa was like, this town probably shouldn't have a carnival. <laughs> Um, and, and so he uses his bolt cutters to break into the fairgrounds to look for Eddie, who is not there. He goes into the empty house of mirrors, which is like, why is that your first instinct? Is that, does and, he use his bolt cutters? I thought there was just like a gap in the fence that was just like perfectly rib cage size. <laughs> I thought he did because he like makes some quip about it. All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> So he he goes into the House of Mirrors, freaks himself out, leaves the House of Mirrors, goes back to his car, and immediately gets chloroformed by the killer who was in his back seat. Yep. This was another instance of, I wrote, uh, the location budget for this season is really coming in handy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think season one had the budget for a whole abandoned fairground. Maybe it's the finale. Maybe. And then we get Brooke and Mr. Branson in their spot, which is like the hotel room where they used to meet up. And Brooke handcuffs him to the bed and blindfolds him like under the guise of being sexy and then starts threatening him with With, scissors. With scissors. The same scissors she tore up the bed with. Yeah. She was practicing. And she questions him about, like, where was he while Jake was killed? Um, And Mr. Branson's like, well, I wasn't with Miss Lang, but I can't say where I really was. And Brooke, like, kind of roughs him up a little bit with the the scissors. Um, And he's like, okay, okay, I was at the hotel waiting for Jake. And we find out that Jake was supposed to pay Mr. Branson $10,000 to leave Lakewood. Um, hello? <laughs> and Brooke is like, well, like, how did Jake get that money? Like, he he didn't have that kind of money. Um, and Mr. Branson's like, well, Jake had a deal with your dad. And Brooke thinks that that's a lie because her dad and Jake hate each other. <laughs> And Mr. Brance is like, all right, I'm not a killer. Like, I don't know why you suspect me. And, and they're having this whole argument. And Brooke's like, well, I don't believe you because, like, your last girlfriend died under, like, really suspicious circumstances. And he's like, well, my last girlfriend was, like, disturbed and I didn't take her threats of suicide seriously. And I feel really bad that she died. Um, And Brooke tries to get him to confess to murdering Jake. And she does this by threatening to cut off his dick with her scissors. Good for her. Good for her. She's really, she's really girl bossing in this episode. <laughs> Um, and she eventually believes him because he doesn't confess under penalty of having his dick cut off with scissors. Um, and she leaves him, uh, blindfolded, gagged, and handcuffed in the motel room by himself, which which is great. Yeah, but what is she, what's the plan there? I don't know. I feel like she's just pure instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like she's just being petty. The gag, though, it's important not to leave people gagged with 
cloth as cloths because they can choke. True. This was like also like was she gonna I go like... back for him? Like, <laughs> I think the implication is that he will like the hotel staff will find him or he'll like get the gag out and then have to like yell for help or something. Yeah, I I also really liked this scene. But as someone who has seen Riverdale, it was very Dark Betty to me. <laughs> I have no context for this, but I don't like it. There's like a thing in the first couple seasons of Riverdale where like Betty occasionally becomes Dark yeah. Betty, which is just like <laughs> she puts on a brunette wig and like threatens men <laughs> who have like done wrongdoings to like her or her friends. For what purpose? Just for yes. funsies? Pure, yeah. pure raw woman moment. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Category five woman <laughs> moment. <laughs> I mean, in the in the later seasons, they try to make it the thing of like, oh, like she has the serial killer gene, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like she she like does bad things to people because it's like in her blood. And it's like. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not. Like, it's <laughs> fake. Um, anyway, this reminded me a little bit of that. Um, Kieran comes and changes Emma's tire for her and is like, I think that you should call the cops about, like, this m- mysterious meeting that, like, you and Noah are apparently going to. Um... And he, like, he basically, like, directly parrots what Acosta said to him about his dad, which is, like, uh-oh, like, that got to him, apparently, um, even though it was a shitty thing to say. And he is, like, I don't want you to go to the fairgrounds. Like, I think it's a really bad idea. And Emma's, like, yeah, of course I won't go to the fairgrounds. Lying. <laughs> Gets in her um, car and immediately goes to the fairgrounds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We get a scene in here of Stavo taking shirtless selfies in the Bridge and James yeah, mask. Yeah, I can't believe Stavo was taking fantastic. thirst traps in the Bridge and James mask. See, Alyssa and I thought it was for art reference. Oh. I also thought that. That makes sense. Why Can it not be both? True. Can it not be okay, both true. art reference and thirst traps? <laughs> Why else the it shirtless? Can't be both. You're so right. <laughs> Um, and, and Brooke, like, comes in, well, he, he, Brooke, like, knocks on his door and he, like, hastily puts the mask away, um, and Brooke comes over to see him and, like, tell him about all of the girl bossing that she's been up to today, and, um, she's like, yeah, like, things with Branson got a little dark, like, I didn't know that I had it in me to, like, threaten him like that, and I really don't feel better about it, because, like, at the end of the day, Jake is still dead. Um, and they hug, and they're, and they're close now, and it's very nice. I... Even if Stavo does visibly feel a little bit guilty about having just been taking thirst traps in, a, in the Brandon James mask. Yeah, I didn't really read it as nice guilt, scene. I read it as, like, gotta... No, sorry, go, Emma. Um, oh, no, you go first, Nessa. I didn't read this guilt. I read it as a, God, I hope nothing happens, where she turns around and is like, what's in this shoebox? Or opens the shoebox, or the shoebox falls. Just, I hope nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, with regards to the shoebox, I'm thinking about, like, the sheriff being like, you're too close to this case, Maggie. Everyone's a suspect. But he knows what's in the box. Yeah. He knows what's in Stavo's box. He's opened it. We saw that like two episodes ago. And he's not doing shit. Yeah. He's not talking to Stavo. He's not taking himself off the case. <laughs> I, w- I want to push him off that the is... dock into the murder lake. <laughs> 
That is an excellent point, actually. The sheriff is also close to this case. What yeah. is his problem? Although Stavo does have a pretty good alibi for any murders that happened outside of school hours, because he has to hang out with his dad in his office. Yeah. But weekend um, murders? Who knows? So the rest of this episode is insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, Noah wakes up from being chloroformed, and he is tied to, like, a like deactivated roller coaster like in a warehouse um or like i don't so i couldn't tell if it was like a deactivated roller coaster or if it's it's if it was like a dark ride and they're like inside of it i think it's a dark ride. it seemed more like a deactivated like uh like haunted house situation yeah Yeah, because that's what i thought i i first like thought it was a roller coaster and then as like the longer I looked at it, I was like, maybe this is a haunted house. Anyway, so he is tied, like, his hands are tied to, like, the, the cart. And he has a bag over his head. And Audrey is also there with a bag over her head. Um, he gets the bag off of his head. Um, and so they're both tied to, like, these carts in this dark ride. And Audrey is like... <laughs> This reminded this reminded me so much of that scene in community where they like chloroform the janitor and they also all pretend to be waking up on the floor and they're like, oh no, oh. we all got chloroformed. <laughs> Cause Audrey's like, oh no, like where am I? I was at the cafe and like someone hit me over the head. And Noah's like, oh, the killer is like, put us in a saw situation and is clearly like watching us and we've been double kidnapped and only one of us or maybe neither of us is going to get out alive. And it's like freaking out. And Emma rolls up at the fairgrounds and sees like that the gate is open. So she goes inside to look for Noah, who is like making death confessions to Audrey (laughs) He's like, I don't actually like, he's like, I don't actually like my cat. I want (laughs) to learn how to play the saxophone. I lied to Riley and told her that Terminator was my favorite movie, but it's actually Psycho. But that's, that felt like a weird thing to say to someone on the first date. So I said that it was Terminator. It's such a funny reveal because that was a thing that I felt in the first season where I'm like, Noah always talks about horror movies. Why is Terminator his favorite movie? And it's like, this is a bit that the first writers set up that they told the second writers about. And the new team of writers Uh was like, we got you, man. We will finish this for you. And I think you were like, it should be like Psycho or something. Yeah. Yeah. Noah's like, it's not even my fifth favorite movie. I don't know why I told her that. Um, and he's like, I, I like definitely felt something when I kissed you and like, maybe I always wanted to kiss you, Audrey, but like, I know that you were actually thinking about Rachel when we kissed and Audrey is just sitting there like, oh my God. This is so much. Audrey's so tired. And she's like, Noah, I love you. I love you. Not like that. Noah goes, no, I know. Audrey's like, I wasn't expecting this to happen, and now I'm stuck hearing all of this. <laughs> and, me and sowing, like, me reaping. Yeah. 
And Noah's like, well, clearly this is all my fault. And like, if we ever get out of here, like, I'm going to burn my murder board and I'm going to sell my podcasting equipment. And Audrey's like, no, no, no. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's who you are. Like, that's what you're passionate about. Um, And she starts to confess something to Noah. And then they both hear Emma calling Noah's name and Noah starts screaming back for Emma and Audrey's like why is Emma here and Noah's like oh we are supposed to meet up here with Eddie and Audrey immediately is like no Eddie's dead like what what were you doing here and starts like freaking out and Noah's like how did you know that Like, what is happening right now? And Audrey, like, stands up out of the car, reveals that she wasn't actually tied to it, and is like, oh, I did this. Like, I kidnapped both of us because I wanted to throw you off my trail. But now I think the actual killer is here and, like, set up a trap for you and Emma and, like, we're fucked. Which, like, Audrey, one, congratulations on the improv. Improv truly is everywhere. Because... Audrey specifically mentions, like, I was following you around and, like, I guess just waiting for an opportune moment to kidnap Noah, which, like, really, the the abandoned fairgrounds, fantastic time, but also didn't stop to think why the fuck Noah was hanging out alone with Boba at the abandoned fairgrounds. I bet she probably thought he had some lead that was totally off. Yeah. It also means that, like, perfect. So it also means that, like, she still has the she has the costume and stuff too because wasn't wasn't she in the costume when she kidnapped him she was yes she at least had the mask damn everyone owns one of these fucking masks (laughs) yeah these this lady is making a killing on it evidence well one of the um one of the like high like random high schoolers had it uh on like the halloween party last season so it's it's at least plausible that audrey had it yeah people must have started marketing them after the killing started again yeah and so emma is now being chased by the real killer and runs into audrey and noah as they're like coming out of this dark ride and noah is like emma it was all a trap as if emma hasn't already figured this out (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, and then Kieran comes around a quarter and is like, I followed Emma here. What is going on? And Emma's like, we need to go. And so they just leave. This scene is so funny with everyone just popping out of nowhere. And I love the energy of like, the killer just stops chasing them at that point. It's very clear that they're like, uh, I played for like two of you to be here at most. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, imagine this from the killer's point of view. Like you're waiting for Emma and Noah to show up and like Noah shows up very briefly and then someone totally different kidnaps <laughs> him. <laughs> Wearing the same mask as you. Well, one of us this is going to have to change. <laughs> Is, is the Spider-Man yeah. meme, but it's two Brandon James pointing at each other? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make an edit of that and post it on the Twitter to say it. No context spoilers oh for God. next week's ep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Emma shows up like an hour late by herself. <laughs> and then Kieran shows up right behind her, like chasing her around the like abandoned fairgrounds like honestly at that point if i was the killer i would also give up (laughs) i'd be like clearly i have no idea what's going on here i'm going home (laughs) i'm not dealing with this three-on-one bullshit yeah um and so 
all of the teens like leave the fairgrounds. Emma and Kieran have a confrontation where Kieran's like, why did you lie to me? Like you said you weren't going back to the fairgrounds and then you did. I was like, well, I changed my mind and like I need you to start trusting me and I need you to understand that like I'm trying to work things out. And Kieran is like, okay, I could try to understand you. Um, And they hug. And then we see Acosta going through the like case file for these murders and uh one of the other cops like comes in and is like hey like the ip address on those emails that were supposedly from riley to emma's dad came back and they came from emma duvall's ip address um and acosta's like well after what this town has been through, anyone could be a suspect. Uh, and then Kieran shows up and is like, I need to tell you about Emma. And we don't get to hear what he says quite yet. Um, Emma and I were just rolling our eyes so hard. I yeah. I think it's going to be picked up in the audio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the sheriff makes me so mad. And I hope, I hope the reveal we're about to get is Kieran being like, hey, I sent those emails because Emma was having a really tough time. <laughs> And, like, I also just lost my dad. And, like, I feel like she could use some support right now from someone going through the same thing. Because they spent, like, the first two to three episodes setting up Kira and Emma talking about how they're going through the same thing. But how there is that sort of disconnect because it's not exactly the same. Yeah, that would make sense to me. But But why would he do it under Riley's name, though? That's the one. I don't have an answer for that one. He tried reaching out as Kieran and the guy was like, my daughter's never had a boyfriend. I checked the newspapers. (laughs) Do you think, even if we think the writers of the season are handling mental health stuff better, that they're still trying to do a little bit of like, oh, but maybe she just like, Emma is the killer and like she's doing stuff but doesn't realize it. I think they're they're banking on you expecting that. Mm. I think they're banking on that being like a stare you know, typical plot point to build up what else is going on. Right. In sort of like a, this is a common trope. We are going to build it up and build it up through your expectations of it so that we can turn it around. I kind of took it as just like another case of like, the killer is really good at like stealing other people's identities. So like, of course they're going to do this through like seven proxies. (laughs) Yeah. Also makes sense. Yeah. They also, they could just do it back. from her Wi-Fi. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, they just stood in her backyard on their phone. Oh, fuck it. Maybe mm-hmm. Maggie's the killer. <laughs> True. And so Noah is in the middle of recording his podcast when Audrey shows up at his house in his room and is like, hey, like, I have to tell you what I was going to tell you back in at back at the fairgrounds. And the the killer is after me because he knows what I did and like he knows that I want to keep it a secret and they have this like heart to heart where Audrey's like I'm the one who invited Piper to Lakewood like I was alone and I was really pissed off and I started writing these letters to Piper begging her to come to Lakewood and help me research to do a documentary on Brandon James because I knew that Brandon James was like me and he was like this outsider who Lakewood turned into a monster. And Piper kind of like in their, while they were talking, like while Piper was in Lakewood, told Audrey that she wasn't the killer. And Audrey feels very guilty 
because she's like, well, now I'm paying the price for believing her. And I think that like, I deserve this. And like, I deserve the, the current killer fucking with me like this. Um, and Noah's like, no, like, I think that if you believe that the killer wins and like, you're just a victim too, like you had nothing to do with the actual murders. And Audrey makes Noah promise not to tell Emma because she's like, I want to be the one to tell Emma. But we see that his podcast has been recording this whole time that Audrey has been confessing to him. Um, I'm sure yeah. that he will simply delete the audio and that won't be a problem in the future. I also want to say vindicated. Ha <laughs> Well, I don't know, because we don't know how much Audrey is letting on yeah. yet. I, I think she's still hiding stuff. Yeah, I oh, think there's going to be more to it. But also, like, Later it stressed on. me out, because I knew Noah was recording the whole scene, because the scene opens with Noah testing his mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he never it, hits pause. Yeah. It, does he does he do it on purpose? Is is this is this Noah like the relationship is too fragmented? I don't think so. Like the way that it's kind of played is that like Audrey interrupts him at, like in the middle of working and he just like forgets that his mic is on. Mm-hmm. But they they do a little bit leave room for the interpretation that he did on purpose. Yeah, true. I like I would like to believe that Noah is just like, "Oh shit." <laughs> But what if yeah. Noah is girl bossing next episode? Hmm. Hmm. Noah deserves a girl boss arc. Yeah. <laughs> He's waited long but enough. Not, but not at the expense of Audrey. That's true. Everyone on the show is truly entering their girl boss era. Even though everyone is trying to keep Emma in the gaslight era. Yeah. God. Oh, Marn. The next part, yes. though. Yes. So the, the final scene... Uh, we see Mr. Branson, he is still uh, handcuffed to the bed, and someone unblindfolds him, and who is it but the killer? And they cut off his hand, and they use the iron in the motel room to cauterize uh, the, the like, stump. Yeah! They, they cut off his hand with, like, the, like, typical, like, scream killer hunting knife, which is like, that thing cannot cut through bone. Are you kidding me? Maybe they got lucky yeah. finding the joint. <laughs> but also, It's like, very satisfying, though. Like, I know they want you to think it's Miss Lang, but also, like, it's gotta be Miss Lang, right? <laughs> Whether yeah. she's the killer or not. Or just taking advantage of there being a killer to do this. Like, if she's Seth's alibi and she thinks they're dating and she knows where Seth was and it's the same hotel, obviously she knows that's where he's going to be. Yeah. And is pissed off, but also, like, frees him from the handcuffs. Hmm. Cuts off his hand and just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what happens. So he's free. He can go now. The only other person who knows he's there probably is Stavo, who does also have a mask, but I don't think Stavo would cut him free as much as he loves gore. That's interesting. Yeah. I He's very Team Brooke. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, this hand, like, Mr. Branson off screen is going to get killed. And then we're going to see the hand come up later was my assumption. But that was my thought as well. But that's actually really interesting. I, I do think, for me, this feels like the same killer, just because this feels like such a, like, 
stylistic like this is what the the killer the killer we know would do i mm-hmm. yeah it could could be miss lang who knows too many girl bosses <laughs> can we just have an episode that's just the fellas <laughs> it's just just the boy bosses so noah and stavo and kieran and eli (laughs) sure yeah okay eli is definitely a boy boss just guys being dudes there's something going on with eli yeah i feel like i don't know i guess i guess i think stavo is more of a gaslight (laughs) yeah no i think stavo's a gatekeeper where do they yeah well, here's here's my thought. Where do all of the fellows fall on the uh, manipulate male split manipulate mansplain male wife scale? Oh. Kieran's a mansplain. He yes. is. He wants to be a male wife so bad, but he's not. I would say uh, that Noah's a Noah, male wife. I think. Yeah, Noah's a male wife. Yeah. Stavo's also a, a mansplain, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but think he- Eli's a manipulate. Eli's a manipulate. Eli is a manipulate. Mr. Branson is a manipulate. Also, we've never. We've never heard Stavo's opinion on uh, Comicsgate, so <laughs> so, so true. We need to keep, yeah, no, he's in a danger keep that zone. In mind new ranking system oh. at the end of episodes. <laughs> yeah, the M and NPP so, yeah, stands so for that's... male wife. <laughs> oh my God! So that is yeah, that is where we leave. Today's episode was Mr. Branson gets his hand cut off. Very satisfying. Very mysterious. Very excited to see where this goes. I I also kind of thought the same thing as Jacqueline. We're like, oh, the killer is probably going to use that hand for something. But who's to say? Could be both. What? It really could be both. Um, Final thoughts on these two episodes? They're good. Yeah. They're really good episodes. Everyone's given their all completely agree i think the second one kind of this it's a bit strangely structured in the latter half um but like very very strong episodes yeah the the second episode six feels a little bit like one of those bridge episodes where they're like okay like we have to get like all of these plot beats in and like we have to get all of this information into this episode before we like do the second half of the season basically um, but episode five is like one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. Yeah. It's a really good bottle episode. And then like, I feel like both of these episodes are so confident in what they are doing. Yeah. Like there's no hesitation in the writing in any section. Yeah. It's, it's so good. The actors are just like acting their asses off. It rules. MVPs and LVPs? Yes. Indeed. Yes. yes. I think, <laughs> I think my LVP is Mr. Branson <laughs> because he is a creep and he falls immediately for Brooke's plan and is is just exists to be a punching bag in this episode, which I suppose makes him more appealing to me, but also like <laughs> he does nothing except like be a creep and offer excuses and uh get his hand cut off. He's also really leading in sorry. And he's also oh, no, leaning no, really into like his like squeaky loser voice when he's like, "What the hell, bro?" Yeah. Like his... <laughs> yeah, he's very much trying to be like, "Oh, like I'm just a, I'm just an innocent little guy. Like you wouldn't stab me with scissors." <laughs> and she's like, "Bet." Yeah, exactly. I would. Um, 
he would. I think that my MVP is Stavo because he gets beaten up, takes it like a champ, does basically nothing else in, in episode five. He's just like flying under the radar the whole time, like being really normal while everyone is in crisis. And then he uh, he helps Brooke with her her girl bossing plan, and he uh, reads his dad's case files. Very nice. My MVP is Audrey for improving a fantastic kidnapping. True. Very believable. I I even I didn't even miss a beat. I was like I was like oh damn they got Audrey too uh, yeah. when it happened. <laughs> Same. Yeah. My LVP is the entire D of the police department because Stavo <laughs> just walked in there and was just like, cool beans, and then walked out. And no one yeah. was like, no one was like, hey, Stavo, what are you doing in the archives? He hangs out there to find, like, he, he likes to go through and find, like, serial killer, like, reference for his comic books. Oh my yeah, God. he's doing research. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. God, I think... My MVP is Brooke because she is going through the most and she is doing the most in response to it. Yes. Like she is dealing be- with being covered in her boyfriend's blood. She is staying put for Maggie to take the photos without fully breaking down. She is powering through. She answers all the questions up front and honestly in the interview, even though her dad's there and is like calling everyone out. And then whatever the fuck goes on with Mr. Branson, she does that. Um, so Brooke's my MVP. And my LVP is Kieran because he immediately becomes a narc when threatened with this because like clearly sheriff acosta doesn't know shit right like you didn't have to tell him about the phone he didn't know about it you could have given him some unrelated detail like kieran what the fuck yeah (laughs) kieran is just just badly done kieran badly done (laughs) and like trust your girlfriend like you said you would several times this episode and have yet to do god yeah and then you're mad at her when she doesn't trust you about stuff yeah. 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 My. Also, don't shoulder check your shitty little cousin when he's right. Yeah. He's <laughs> too mean to Eli. Uh, my MVP is. This is a hard one, but I, I'm gonna give it to Noah actually. Um, for Ooh. for sticking for sticking to the mor- murder board guns that he has, and like like committing and being like, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to if I'm going to be the investigator, I'm going to investigate my best friend. It's 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 sad, it's tragic, but he does it. Um and my LVP is Sheriff Acosta who is like, I I am so hard-boiled. I'm going to put all these children. I have this plan to put all these children in a in a boiler situation and make them all boil. I'm using the word boil so many times until they finally break. <laughs> um, and then what happens is that his son, his son gets the shit beaten out of him. And that's how that plan works for him. <laughs> he doesn't even seem to yeah. care. Yeah. Does he even know that Stavo got beaten up? He wasn't one of the police officers who broke up the fight. Doesn't he? No, he he was. He yeah. walks in and, and, and sees him all beat up, and he just kind of it looks like he's like, oh, again. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't say Acosta as my LVP because I knew somebody else was gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll just let somebody else have it. <laughs> like he. <laughs> He is very much the obvious LVP of these two episodes, I feel like. Oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for episodes seven and eight. I barely remember what happens in the back half of this season, so I'm very excited to see. And um, maybe maybe we'll see more bad things happen to Mr. Branson. Good. <laughs> I would love if he lived and he was just like, yeah, I'm the, I, I, I hang out in town and I'm the stump guy now. Man door hand hook, he, car door gun. Yes! <laughs> he becomes the man door hand oh hook, car door. Yes! This oh is my all God. Man door hand hook, car door. <laughs> Oh man, until next time, uh, don't kidnap your friends in an abandoned fairground. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't get your hand cut off in a hotel. Do get your hand cauterized by an iron, if necessary. If necessary. Or for fun. (laughs) Or for fun. A Pokemon Bracket Podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic, free range, gluten free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow can swallow a tire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it is ready to give you so many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weird Ear's face. It's got a big testicle for a nose for sure. <clears throat> I think Nido King's favorite beer is PBR. Okay, okay, okay. Champs in the Making, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.